you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The Around the NFL podcast is going to Disney World. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. We back, baby. Oh, shoot. I am Dan Hansis. That is Greg Rosenthal. That was not Mark Sessler's voice you just heard. <laughs> I don't think that's Mark, um, but I can tell you who it is. It's Connie Fox, y'all. It's Fox, what is this? Connie Wolf. Heroes with the news and all them locks, y'all. She got that Cardi flow. Married to Gonzo. <laughs> she repping Philly and Miami, traveling on the globe. Mm. It's Colin Wolf. The history is very, very rich. Dang. Not bad. We should roll with this more often. Was this an old submission? I believe that, I think- w- I believe that was the runner-up. Oh, yeah. I like this one. Yeah. Maybe we'll su- switch it up for this sure. offseason. Or, or we could play this one. Jeremy Sharp. Good job, Sharpie. Yeah. This one might be even There's better. More? Oh, Some this was the one that Wes liked, Tommy right? Box. Yes. <laughs> Others say it's Tiny Box, but no matter, you know who they mean. She's here today on ATN, talking this with your favorite good. man, NFL's lone wolf. Her name's Colleen. Colleen Wolf. Wes was wolf. legitimately wait, wait. upset. <laughs> All right. I think that it needs to be this one then. Okay. Yeah, he was legitimately upset with me and you, even though you were the one choosing <laughs> yeah. your own uh, song. Wes had very eclectic m- music taste, and maybe he was into bluegrass and country that particular Like uh, it has week. a John Denbury <clears throat> flair sure. to it. Um, yes, we are back. Thank you to everybody um, for checking out all that Super Bowl content. That was a lot of Super Bowl content. You guys were working. Maybe too much. Maybe just about the right amount, Greggy. I don't know. But people seem to enjoy I it. I wanted more on Super Bowl night. Just like a little more. Yeah, you know, people <laughs> should the know. Police just like the in. the to be continued ellipses, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Um, after we had to basically cut short our Super Bowl episode about, you know, let's say seven or eight minutes because we were told the police were pounding down the door. Greg and I and Mark get our stuff together. We're like, oh, my God, we got to get out. Swing open the door and a completely empty concourse. <laughs> um, right, no security, we... no cops. Did Graver make it up? 
I don't. This is the first time no, we've seen. No, we saw them. They uh, they broke. They were coming into the studio multiple times, uh, speaking with a- aggressive voices. But yeah. then they left. I don't know. Yeah, the the sheriff with his big hat and like. Oh, you know, go home, sheriff. He like was he showed on a horse up too, like Secu- in the stadium. <laughs> Security came multiple times. Oh yeah, that was like, You gotta leave. You gotta leave. And then a sheriff showed up, and we were like, I'm sorry. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying, Greggy. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just right. saying when we swung that door open. It was literally, we could have been in there in the middle of March uh, where the building was cleared completely. There was nobody there. Tumbleweeds. So where was this Right, presence? I thought it was like a SWAT team situation. When we got out there, we were going to have to duck underneath. Go team, go. I thought we were going to open the door and the, the red like dots would be all like <laughs> oh two God. in the all chest, right, right. one in the forehead. <laughs> okay, that's just a little too much. Little too and much. it was just like, what is going on? I'm sorry, Greg. I'm glad you guys survived. Too much. Man. It's scary. Uh, yeah, no, we went to the field and we saw the Chiefs, you know, and the NFL employees were still enjoying that confetti and it was a party. It was. We went down there, got some confetti. Colleen, we would have had a chance. I know. To get you confetti. I you know. had and I and I said, Connie, a couple days before the game, you said if you guys happen to get down on the field, grab me some green and white confetti. Yeah. And I, did. I said, that seems jinxy. And um, I'm not saying a joke. I was trying to manifest good things. How do you? How are you feeling now? Eight days clear. I'm coming out of the darkness. The big game. I'm, it's been. It's been really tough, guys. I've so haven't hard. really left my house or my couch. It's been mm. even just like getting up in the morning and opening the blinds, taking a shower. Like that's hasn't that's happened. That's pretty much it. That's what I can do. But I did, I think I did today smell is the day. something. <laughs> different Santal 33 (laughs) you know Connie (laughs) and this is why I don't know what that is is that a shampoo um uh Connie because she's contractually obligated uh did have to do a podcast with me two days after the Super Bowl the power rankings podcast which you could check out I Um, loved it I loved every minute of it and uh we did discuss at length 48 hours later Mm -hmm. post-mortem um where you felt and I think I asked you although I don't remember because a lot of things happened since then, mm-hmm. uh, where that stacks in terms of the worst losses of your fan life. Oh, right. Is that is that number one? Was that the toughest, uh, as a for sports me, fan, toughest loss? For me personally, yes. Especially being there live, watching it, and to have the tide turn how it did. Mm. And for everything to be going in one direction so positively and with so much momentum mm-hmm. and then for all of it to come falling back down. Maybe the best Eagles team ever, just like the pure, the team. I know yeah. they didn't mm-hmm. finish it. So that I think that makes sense. I don't even know what would be. The uh, roster was great. Philly's they were healthy. Losses, everything but... was going. Big lead at halftime. Right Mahomes limp into the locker room. Yep. yep. By the way, NFL Films did come through. Talked about this on um, the Sunday night show. His NFL Films moment, the slow motion run on that scramble to get yep. into field goal range. Great job with the music and everything. The Sable Gang always comes through. Um, that was uh, obviously anticlimactic, the ending, as we talked about. Uh, but I know. But uh, the game itself was tremendous. And to your credit, you texted in the middle of that madness. I think you were down um, 35-27 at uh-huh. that point and said, this is like the best game ever or something along the it, it yeah. still wa- It still was one I of the greatest. I would have been throwing up in my mouth if it was the Jets. I wouldn't be texting anyone. I was anyone. trying to just like keep it together at that point. Mm. And I was like, uh, when when I when things are falling apart, I text you guys usually. So that's, that's what nice. was happening. I found, have you found yourself <laughs> avoiding like the, the, like the NFL film stuff? Yes, of yes. course. Of course. Of course. I, I, you know what I found on Monday? 
I'm not an Eagles fan, but I have been rooting for them off and on on this podcast quite a bit. No. And, and uh, you know, in general, over uh-huh. the last six or seven years, I have a friend that works there and everything. And I, the next day, the day of, you're always just enjoying the game. It's fun for us to cover the Super Bowl. It's great to be there. I still love like Patrick Mahomes and like it, it, it's all there. And then the next morning, I was like. I felt like they were my, not my team, but I was disappointed. I didn't want to see any of it. The airport it was, bothering was tough me. when I saw it was bothering all me like, the champion the shirts days. with the Chiefs gear. That also, was I feel your tough. pain, Greg. You're you know you're you're into managing your brand, and that you could have had the <laughs> Eagles too. over Chiefs Super Bowl prediction. You could have had it. It was all there for both you guys. It was, and I was just someone just watching it all, soaking it in. I have to say for you. Oh, it's great for me to be an NFL fan. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I will say like my whole uh, stance going into the game with Patrick Mahomes, who's not a jet killer. He's just this great quarterback who's in a faraway division. And I enjoy his career more as it's no Tom Brady situation for me. Like it's fun rooting for greatness. It's kind of how like I always rooted for LeBron all through his career, especially those against the mega teams, like Mm -hmm. the Warriors teams. And that was my favorite, like, non-personal um, favorite team game ever was Game 7 of the 16 Finals where LeBron had the iconic block. And it was just like, here's this dude, an all-time great, perhaps the greatest, and if he's not the greatest, he's in the top five, taking on the superior outfit and willing his team to victory. Kind of some of those vibes here with Mahomes beating the Eagles. Yeah. Because I think the Eagles were a better team, but Mahomes is maybe the greatest ever. No, so the Chiefs won. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl, everyone. Here we are. All right, let's get this episode going. And that's another episode of the Around the NFL podcast. Thank you, Colleen, for joining us. We can contain multitudes. We can appreciate the Chiefs I know, while, I being, know. while being disappointed. How was how was your week? You went to Big Bear. I went to Big Bear this weekend with my throwback podcast partner, Bob. Oh, wow. The families. As he walked into the studio today. It would have been weird today. if it was just you and Bob. He said <laughs> it, it, was good. it was big for the bear. Big Bear was big for the bear, the old Zeuser. Um, I posted a, a photo in the in the mountains that got a lot of pop on the gram. Um, so I'm feeling, oh, wow. feeling good about myself right now. And um, was that yeah. you with like a Bud Light or something? It was a Modelo. Okay. Which our overseas listeners are like, "Got yourself a real beer, mate." <laughs> it's like, all right, calm down. I don't even really like beer, but I had one, I enjoyed it. Like those lagers, those Mexican mm. lagers. Ooh. But the kids were sledding and. Building big fires in the in the nice house that we all that. got together, and you know, spending good times. <laughs> this is a great model shot. <laughs> this is it right here. Oh my God! It's definitely in portrait mode. Oh yeah. He is looking off to the side in the distance. John Looks Denver's good. The hair's playing. curly. I like it yeah. when you let it get curly. My That's partner, uh, my my personal partner Bob, uh, took that photo as well. In the woods together. It's like the third episode of uh, the Last of Us. <laughs> um, before we get to the, the football. <laughs> I did want to mention I was at dinner and I did text you guys about this. But for the listeners, I was at dinner uh, on Sunday night. Great dinner at the end of the dinner. And it had been great service the whole time. Mien in uh, it was in West Adams. Amazing mm. food, by the way. Amazing. What food. kind of food is that? You're my uh, food. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chinese, but like like spicy beef noodle soup and like crazy spicy hot and sour soup and amazing dumplings. There's a few all over. The original's in, in San Gabriel. And people don't know, Greg's good. a big uh, foodie. Especially yeah. big His spicy wife, soups. a chef. A yes. retired chef, but still in her bones. Yes. And um, at the end of the meal, he, he said, I just want to let you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the show. After the meal. Wow. After the meal, right as we're leaving, after we pay for the check, I'm a big fan of the show. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry what happened to Wes. I was a really big fan oh, of, of nice. Chris. 
Um, I grew up near uh, Tybee. Uh, so no he, or way. he was, or either had lived near Tybee or he had grown up near Tybee. And he, and he said that, and it was Chris's birthday. Wow. And, oh, wow. um, and it just felt like, I don't know, I, I immediately texted Keys to afterwards, just like it felt like it was like Chris saying hello on, on his birthday to me. Because nothing I like that had that. ever happened on any meal or any day, and to, for that to happen on Chris's birthday that was That awesome. was. And the same, yeah. And we were texting with Lakeisha. She had some like personal news, like mm-hmm. really good news for herself and her family that came out on, that, on the same weekend. Um, yes. Happy birthday, Christopher Wessling. Uh, so that's good. And Greg. That's nice, though. And Greg. Oh, is your birthday, too? We share a birthday, oh, yeah. That's right. And we share it with Roger Goodell, too. That? So, All right. Yeah, happy, right. happy birthday to Raj. Um, you are um, 44? I am, yeah. Good work. Congratulations. Okay. It's getting up, up there. there. It's getting up there. I'm 42, so now two years difference between us. <laughs> Until, Ooh. yeah, your birthday in like four months. When is it? No. Well, I can't get mad at you. I didn't realize it was your birthday this weekend. April. <laughs> April 23rd. Two months. Two months. Um, <clears throat> I was like, it's like mid, I was like, it's mid to late off season. Yeah. My birthday is many times yeah. fallen on uh, night one of the draft or, oh, right. or in the old days, um, it's your birthday. Get on the plane and fly yeah. cross country yeah. for the draft. Those oh, things. I can't imagine how awful that is. January second is a great day to have a birthday. Oh, bad beat. Mm. Bad My mom's beat. Up. Yeah, we, we occasionally. I think it only happened once or twice, but have a birthday together, Wes and I, at the combine. I remember doing oh, shots fun. with Wes at our first combine together. I think he that we have a photo the, of that. Just joined the company because you guys were not. Um, you were bedfellows in many ways, um, like Bob and I. Um, but you weren't um, like Wes was kind of like a power drinker and he would party. Uh, that is not you. But the fact that you had a shot, um, Greg was probably feeling a little. That loose. means Greg is. Oh, down we to had party. That, we yeah. had a bunch that night. Yeah. That was that was a wild night. Got to get Greg just one one night this off season, Connie. Let's uh-huh. get let's get Greg drunk. I've seen him very close. Let's get him drunk though. That's fine. Yes, let's do it. challenge right, accepted. I'm, I love I'm that. I'm in. Let's pick a day. Okay. And do it. All right. Let's get into. We got to get... do a podcast. Yeah, let's no. do a podcast. Let's just talk. Let's just talk. We're just catching up. You know, this up. is the podcast right here. No, it literally is. Um, so we're gonna get through all the news that's happened in the past week plus. Uh, I do want to, as a way to get into things, a reintroduction. Oh, hi, hello, how are you? Um, I want you guys to share with me your what is like the big off season story before we hit the news that you're like excited about like i'm my name is dan uh i'm a taurus okay mm-hmm. let's hear your story um, yeah my off-season story that i'm most interested in <clears throat> non-jets related but kind of related lamar jackson mm-hmm. i want to say that I, the reason i say it is because um i feel like we got maybe got a little we got a little bit wrong um the last like big quote-unquote update on lamar when harbaugh came out in the presser and uh, DaCosta, uh, you know, and they said the 200% chance he's back. And on this show, we were like, oh, well, that's, you know, it sounds like that that thing's settled down. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be fine there. They'll figure out something. And then to the point when we had um, Bridget on the show, yeah. which is increasingly really that, yeah. looking like a, maybe a bad decision, not the right choice. Um, nobody even brought up the Lamar situation as something that we should look in and get a projection on. Because, mm. again, we, I think right. this podcast was kind of like, oh, the Ravens are going to get it done. Some more of the like news you're hearing that's trickling out, and it sounds like this is very much still open 
to Lamar ending up somewhere else. Peter King was on Eisen show um, <clears throat> last week and, you know, King's plugged in he, and he was thrown out, you know, the, the what can happen, including Greggy, the possibility that the Ravens give Lamar the tag, but not the exclusive tag and then allow him to negotiate with another team who can then set the terms of the negotiation. And if the Ravens choose not to match, they get two first round picks. And I'm thinking to myself, the Ravens didn't even go that far to, to let him go talk yeah. to other teams. Things could get dicey. Yeah, our colleague, uh, the Pell Razor, Tom Pelissero, had a similar-ish report, basically saying on Super Bowl Sunday, there's a bunch of different ways they could attack it that they're expected to play the place the franchise tag. But I tend to think when these reports come out that the, that there's some information from the team coming, and it does feel like they're at least willing to entertain what could happen. Now, if I was them, I wouldn't. I would place the exclusive tag on it. Yeah. I think, and you can still figure out a trade potentially if you are open to doing that. I think they would be crazy. Two first round that. picks doesn't feel like enough. You know what no, I mean? But okay, so what would be probably wouldn't be a three first round pick thing, but Why what not? like what was the Russell Wilson trade? I feel like that would be someone uh, obviously it looks silly now with how Wilson played. Right. But I think that was two firsts, I think maybe a second. Two twos. Yep. A fifth. Right. And they also got a And there were players back. involved. And Noah Fant, right. uh, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris. Shelby it was Harris. a first and a second in two drafts. Maybe something uh, considering what the money, they guaranteed the contract. That seems somewhat close then if it's a two first-round pick. Then the Ravens don't have to be involved with the negotiation and they could know for sure like what he's asking, that there's teams willing to go that far in terms of the guaranteed money. We're told reportedly I mean, it's they $100 gotta, million they, apart right now. They got to know. Money. Wow. Well, that makes sense to me. So there's been reports that like they were offering 130 guaranteed. And how much did Deshaun Watson get guaranteed? Mm. I think it was 230. There it is. He wants a fully guaranteed contract. Because like, saucy because like why why wouldn't you? Right. Right. Because here's like the Ravens don't need to find out if a team is willing to. There are multiple teams willing to. And he's still negotiating have, his own I stuff, have, right? I have no question. Well, his his mom. Right. And they do have like a lawyer. You know, but it's essentially he's his own agent. Yeah. And okay. and Mark is not in, obviously, today. But um, it would m perhaps bring him some comfort to realize that. And we heard this from um, people like Steve Weiss told us about this, that after the Watson-Browns contract was done, which was unprecedented in terms of the guaranteed money, it was fully guaranteed. Owners were not happy across the league. It's like that's going to set a precedent. Guess what? The... Ravens uh, or the Browns are kind of sticking it to the Ravens now because mm -hmm. they're getting their feet <laughs> held to the fire by what the Browns did with that Watson guy. So there you go. Everything's even now. Even Steven. How about that? I mean, they're still stuck with Deshaun Watson and need to make that work. Yikes. Well, that's a whole separate thing. But yes, yes if, I'm, if I'm Lamar and Kyler Murray's guaranteed money is what? What was he at? 160? Right. Uh, yeah, he's at yeah. 160 and the Ravens are offering 130. I I totally am with him playing this thing out because the reality is there are multiple teams I think that would just give him a fully guaranteed contract because that's what it would take to get him. Yeah, I mean, you can't get anywhere in this league if you don't have a quarterback, and they have one right now, so keep him. But yeah, your, jet, get more. your Jets being one of them, maybe. They could be one of them. Uh, how about you, Greggy? What is... Okay, I got a little more specific. So I'm starting to do the top 101 list. Who are you, it's by the way? Do introduce yourself I'm to the Greg audience. Rosenthal. Right. I was born on February 19th, 1979. That makes me and Chris and Raj a Pisces. But we're like a cusp. <laughs> also so, a Gen X. 
Whereas I am a geriatric millennial as a 1980 baby. <laughs> but we're like, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think Gen X fits better, but we're also like, we don't really fit the Gen X thing totally either. Right. We're a little too young for that. Um, tough, tough. Bubble uh, babies. But we're Pisces. Gen X is yeah. just like a lost generation. What, what's before Pisces? Because we're like cusp babies where we sort of have um, that like cool laid back dreamer vibe. But sure. we're since we're like right on the cusp, we've also got that like, get stuff gut done vibe too. So it's all hokum anyway. Oh, yeah. No, I kind of believe in that more than anything else. Um, yeah. Relative. Yes, Justin. Also a Pisces. Just wanted to. Who? Me. I wanted no wonder. to join oh. the party. No wonder. Did we miss your birthday Pisces too? Just vibe. No, my birthday you know, we're good is vibes. coming up. Oh. March 7th. Okay. Forget it, though. I don't need any. He doesn't want any gifts. I don't need any attention or anything on my birthday. I'll just be quiet, and that's fine. Thank you, Justin. I don't know what's happening. You're going to get plenty of attention on that birthday. Aquarius is before. And my (laughs) off-season storyline. I was wondering. I mean, if you bring up, if you go out of your way to break into the podcast to say, hey, heads up. (laughs) I'm you... also a Pisces, and here is my birthday. No, I just wanted yeah. to like join the Pisces party. Right, 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 like right, right, a fun party. Right, it is fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where were we? I don't know. Now we got to plan up celebration be- for Graver. What do you believe in? I'm or Greg. What are you talking about? I'm Greg. <laughs> exactly. I'm a Pisces, <laughs> and I'm working on a top 101 free agents list due first draft mm. tomorrow. Put that on the dating profile right at the top. Yeah. And I'm interested in how – Colleen's Philadelphia Eagles are going to handle this offseason because mm. I think this is one of the best uh, front offices uh, in the league. Um, Howie Roseman is amazing. motherfucker. They also right. have assistant general manager Alec Hallaby who's been there and been spearheading their analytics department and, and getting like a new promotion e- each and every year and, and it's kind of their secret sauce, I feel like, there, who's been there a long time. And I look at them, and I feel like they're the most interesting team in the entire offseason because you have that Jalen Hurts contract sitting out there. Mm-hmm. But you also have a million free agents. I'm doing this 101 list, and I it's know. like, oh, okay, here's the eagle. Oh, here's another eagle. Here's mm-hmm. another eagle. Uh, it's mostly on defense where you have Hargrave. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You have James Bradbury, uh, who's more famous than he was uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, but TJ was a Edwards. really good pickup. Marcus Epps, who's a starter. Javon Hargrave, who's my number three overall free agent. You have the guys that you identify with the Eagles more than anyone, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. Oh, by the way, you have your two starting linebackers, Kaiser White uh. and TJ Edwards, who I think they can replace, but they both played well. And you think, okay, you're basically restarting on defense. But you still have Isaac Sayamalo, who's a starting guard. Uh, you have Miles Sanders, like Minshew's mm. their backup quarterback. It's just mm. everywhere. And normally you'd panic a little bit. This, I'm feeling... Uh, uh, You're triggering Colleen. Uh, okay, here's the reason why... <laughs> not in my throat. I feel like someone's sitting on my chest. He's the, here's the reason why I'm so excited. They are not a like, oh, woe is me. All this stuff is happening to us. They are going to be aggressive. I think they could make a lot of trades. They are going to restructure. I think they are a team when you look at them and think like, oh, all this is happening. How much can they even hold on to? They'll actually be among the most aggressive teams in trade and picking up new free agents just because that's who they are, even with the Jalen Hurts contract out there. So I think defensively, they could be as aggressive as any team out there. We thought that they were in trouble last offseason, like in terms of like, oh, they've got a lot to do. And look at all they added, including Hassan Reddick, including Gardner Johnson, Bradbury. And I just think they are going to be major players over the next few weeks. And I'm fascinated because I think they make so many good moves. I feel like I didn't hear a whole lot of oh, the last part that you said because I'm just I'm going through the names. Their <laughs> offense the is basically agents. set, and even losing all those guys on defense, they still have a lot 
a lot okay. to like. All right. Yeah, and they, I think uh, Howie Mother Effort deserves the benefit of the doubt at this point to know the best way to play this. I think I think they're going to be fine. And do you see the way that quarterback played? I mean, Jalen Jalen Hurts looked great. That dude's a stud. I know. He can get fifty million a year. He's going to get paid. He and then get that paid. changes the salary structure again. So there is a I window. Know. That's what hurts. There's though. a window. That's what hurts. Still more. good. It hurt what? me more after like seeing him grow. For him to have one of the best performances in a Super Bowl I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And someone responded like, this has to be right there with Brady against the Eagles and and Warner against the Steelers as like the best performances ever by a quarterback who lost. And I, I was like, yes, that's true. But I also think it's just one of the best performances by a quarterback. I when I, I did rewatch just the Eagles offense, like the coaches film, it, just because I just I wanted to see how we did and like. That was the best game of great. his life. It was whoa, the best whoa, whoa, game of his life. You can't take out that he gave them six points. Right, which is, which is probably. I'm saying it was an. He played beautifully. I'm just saying if you want to start talking about best game ever, he he right, had a turnover, turnover that produced a huge touchdown. Probably that why game. it's like not the best performance by a quarterback ever, and it's just right there with Brady and Warner, and you know he doesn't. They didn't have that huge negative plays, mm-hmm. but he also had, five, I think. PFF had him as five or six big-time throws in that game, by far a career high. Like, among, I think it was right there behind one or two games by any quarterback all year of the most of any quarterback in any game. And, oh, by the way, he also rushed for three touchdowns and ran for 94 yards. So, yes, there is that that negative, but it's like <laughs> it was a crazy turning. performance. Two it things. Was the be- I really think it was the best game he's ever played in his he life. He was awesome in the game. That turnover, maybe it's you can't really play it that way, but maybe that's the reason they but lost. But it's also bad luck, too. Like It was totally on him that he dropped it, but he happened to kick it right. backwards, yeah, and then luck. they pick it and up then and then run backwards. Two earmuffs, Connie. I think if they if they don't throw the flag on the third down, Mahomes pass, I think I they win the game. Sure. I think they go down the field and score just because I think Hertz was completely locked in at that point. You've lost me for the show. All right. Just let's let's <laughs> okay. try to move past it. But I think Greg's overall All conceit right. is trust the organization to reload and be ready. Trust the process. Trust the process. There okay. All right. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, guys. Um, hello. My name is Colleen Wolf, um, but I mostly identify as Connie Fox. Right. Also... <laughs> Tiny and sometimes, box. yeah. Um, and you know what I remember today? Icebox was my nickname in college, and I totally forgot about that. Why? Icebox. Was an Icebox? In uh, Little Giant. Little Giant. Figure yeah. skater? I don't know why they called me Icebox. She was, co- but... she was like a uh, burly linebacker type. <laughs> that was me in college. Wait, it wasn't because you <laughs> were a figure skater? linebacker. Maybe it was because I was a figure skater. Okay. That, that, I, that makes more icebox. sense. That would make sense. Yeah. Unless I hadn't you seen were the like... movie at the time. When they... so <laughs> That's, that must have been eye-opening. I don't really connect. <laughs> But um, unless you, you saw just the movie, like, like shut hey. down, yeah, it's like oh, that's that's me, cool. Um, so <laughs> I think the robots have already taken over. Um, so that obviously is the only way that you could explain Tank, the dog, and the dog bite. Right, it must have been a robot. It's been a big couple of weeks for AI. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's popping right now. Yeah, it's popping off big time. And the off-season storyline I'm most interested in is I have. A bunch here because I couldn't there's so many that it was hard to even pick with all the different quarterbacks moving around. And uh, you have Sean Payton now with the Broncos, how he makes over that whole place. I'm interested in the Niners quarterback situation with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. But I think the thing I'm most intrigued in is Hard Knocks 2023. What? <laughs> Who 
will it be? Who will it be? Because, wow. you know. The most. There's, there's only four teams that can do it. Right. Well, other teams can volunteer, but you're right. What are the four teams? The four teams. Now, first of all, the teams need to have not made the postseason in two straight seasons. They need to have the same head coach for at least two years. Mm -hmm. And they need to have not been featured on, on, on Hard Knocks in over a decade. Mm -hmm. so, I wrote that boilerplate 47 times on our website. Perfect. Yeah. So you should know that yeah. by heart. Yep. The teams are the Bears, the Saints, the Commanders, and the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if the Jets end up with one of these big quarterbacks, I could see Woody being on a power trip and just being like, Let's put us on that it. show, too. Let's like, go. Let's just win the offseason, quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. He did it before when they were hot. Yep. When Rex was there. We'll get to Rex later, too. Yeah. So that that's late March, like yeah, like hey, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, yep. um, Derek Carr. That announcement's coming fine. up soonish, I believe. I uh, just checked; it happened in late March last year, but that was, I think, a late, yeah. a late one. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking more in terms of just like this yeah. month. I don't need this the calendar? I don't need the Commanders, uh, the Saints. <laughs> no. Uh, what's I the really other Bears could be interesting. I want the Jets. I'd that's, be okay with that's it. That's for me. I would watch that. That's your the thing you're looking forward to most this well, entire offseason. I also like this is more <laughs> of a like sentimental one, but D'Angelo Hall being named the new DB coach in Carolina is like something that I am so freaking excited about. I'm so happy for him. Like I almost started crying because I'm upset that like we're losing him. Mm. And he you worked was, with him a lot. I worked with him on the Saturday morning show that we had when it was Good Morning Football Weekend, right. and that show with Michael Robinson and Mike Garofolo was so much fun. We were a little family, just like ATN is like, a little sure. family. More fun than us? Listen, she had a lot of fun on that show. She talks about it a lot. I love all you of know. my kids equally, all right? Okay. <laughs> all of my children. Well, we were the answer first. we were looking for, but okay. But I, he has been, since the moment I met D'Angelo, he's been talking about how he wanted to get into coaching or he wanted to get into a front office, and that was his dream, and he's going to chase mm. it, and he finally got the opportunity, and it's so well-deserved, and he's such a good guy, and I just can't wait to see him shine. I See, that makes a lot of sense. I would have thought that his dream uh, was listening to Dan and I like crack <laughs> jokes behind him as we watched like a boring <laughs> Sunday night football games in the film room. And he was ready to do that show with Chris Rose. Yeah, I always, um, <laughs> I was always looking to, like uh, break the ice with D'Angelo during the season. And if we just would have known, I, I never connected the dots on the Good Morning Football weekend. Oh my god! If I just would have name dropped I mean, Connie Fox, it would have been that would have been it. We would have been like thick as thieves. That's your key in the back row. Yep. Well, like I feel like he's like, like my brother. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy to he's me. He's great. Greg was trying to like he kept on like trying to bring D'Angelo in, mm -hmm. like a Kayvon thing. Like, hey, we're friends, right? What are you doing? But it was like, right, we sat next to each easy. other at the Talent Summit, so we had you know a lot of great. That is a big bonding experience. Oh, uh, that's huge. <laughs> I've sat next to Jeremiah twice, that's and it one. had the opposite effect. Oh no! So it goes either yeah. way. Right, right. Um, all right, let's take a break, and then we'll get caught up on the news. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard, and then on I'm top not of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you. I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Let's do some news. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Shots, explosives, explosives. You can run. Um, <laughs> I feel like we're post, um, especially after your friend Nick Sirianni, Connie, we're post won the press conference and trying to make snap judgments on coaches. So I'm not going to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, that was Jonathan Gannon, a former DC of the Eagles, who is now the head coach of the Cardinals. And that was his first face to face meeting captured on social media. Who was it with? Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. And what exactly was going on there for the audience that's just hearing the audio, which is bonkers? He just walked up to Rondell and they like sort of dapped and it was an awkward like white dap, obviously. Um, We do our best, but it doesn't always. It's tough. It's tough. And then all of a sudden he (laughs) speaks. So after after they they do their like little hug and whatnot, then he looks Rondell up and down and then pauses because there's just like an awkward silence. And then he just starts going shots 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 whoo over here and just like moving like with exaggerated like, hand movements and everything yeah like all of the different things that rondale could do i guess oh, I'm oh guessing. like in oh. patterns and running okay <laughs> but like there was no context to it and he didn't even say that i don't know maybe he did after the clip ended that we saw but it was the most awkward interaction Rondell I've ever kind of looking at him like he had an elbow growing out of his forehead like what yeah. a first impression <laughs> well there was that and there's also a video of like he finds out that Kyler Murray's back in the weight room when he's just about leaving for the airport and and Gannon just starts running he's like he's in there he's in there and then the camera follows him and people thought this was staged but I really don't think so and he gets up to Kyler and he just starts clapping as much as he can oh, and like no. is all fired up but I watched the press conference and he's got a lot of energy that Jonathan Gannon that's yeah. my takeaway and a lot I, of energy wow. I'll take it I like and we're it. learning you know people we're learning loved it actually I don't think he lost this one I think sure. the, the okay. Cardinals fans were kind of like sweet it's not not like a vaguely 
depressed Robotic Kingsbury. Shots. Yeah. Shots. No friends to Cliff, but he always gave off like kind of a low energy affect. And that's a very um, yeah. standard uh, firing, hiring cycle. You get a guy that's totally different. Gannon is different. I mean, he did catch some criticism in Philly, Connie. We've talked about mm-hmm. that on the mm-hmm. show. Uh, but at the end of the day, he takes over his head coach. It was coach. a rough final game. <laughs> it was. Oh, my gosh. And he took a pay cut Very to, similar. To take the job there. Reminds me a lot Romeo. of, Ma- of now I was going to say Matt Patricia. Oh, Patricia. That's who I was thinking of. Who, you know, got blasted by the Eagles. Right. Uh, in How'd the Super Bowl. And then uh, on his way to taking that Lions job. So is that a I don't think that's a bad. That's, I don't <laughs> think it matters, but it's not. I a think, Anna, it's a, it's, a tricky, uh, it's a tricky job. And you take a, thir- a chair of 32 when you can get it. But this year is, seems like it's going to be a very rough year for Arizona with Murray probably out at least until the midpoint of the season and maybe longer than that. Um. Hopefully the Cardinals play this the right way and and give Gannon a little bit of grace here to get the organization set up before Kyler comes back in full the season after. But who knows? I don't know. It's hard to say what's going on with the Cardinals. I know they've made some big changes now in the front office and obviously now getting the Kingsbury out of the building as well. Um, Do I totally trust that organization to get things right? I can't say I do right now. I feel like the trust no. has been lost. They, yeah. they always do these articles like, which is the best job and the worst job. And I I never like that because it's impossible to figure out and they're all good jobs. But I think the Cardinals is the hardest job. I think he'll have some rope because I think their roster is a bigger mess than the other four jobs that are available. Everything's wrong with that roster almost like offensive line the defense is a total disaster murray's hurt like there's not much to build around and jj watt's gone now he hired uh eagles linebackers coach yeah he he hired nick rallis who's Mm -hmm. 29 years old as his defensive coordinator that that's cool he's a defensive coach anyway so i'm less focused on that the browns quarterbacks coach drew pitzing is uh their new offensive coordinator and he was a guy that like had some good buzz around the league as just like a smart young mind. So he might turn out sure. to be a great coach, but he's a 35-year-old, and that's a huge hire because Gannon is, is not an offensive guy. Uh, in other hiring news, the Colts finally, finally completed their head coaching search, and Shane Steichen, uh, the Eagles' offensive coordinator. So, obviously, what Greg was saying about the Eagles, it's a big offseason. They have to replace both their coordinators. He takes over as the new head coach. Uh, makes sense. He replaces Jeff Saturday, who is the interim coach. Um, this is a team that ranked 30th in points per game, 27th in offensive yards per game. Um, the quarterback position was a god-awful mess. Jonathan Taylor was hurt all year, and now Steichen is asked to make things all better. Here's a little bit of Steichen's uh, opening press conference remarks. Thank you to Nick Sirianni. I appreciate everything you've done as a head football coach. It was a pleasure to work with you again these past two seasons. It was a hell of a ride and one all chairs forever. But more importantly, the friendship that we built over the last nine years. Thank you. Thank you to the players I've had the privilege to be around and coach. Thank you to Philip Rivers. I can't say enough about how much you've had impact on me as a coach. So many great memories together and couldn't be more thankful for our friendship. Thank you to Antonio Gates, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, and most recently, thank you to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, Jordan Mulata, Landon Dickerson, 
Jason Kelsey, oh Isaac Suamala, Lane Johnson, Ian Book, Gardner Minshew. better be on this and last list. Last but not least, Jalen Hurts. Did he go all 53? each and every single one of you guys. If you're not on that list. I would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for you. It's all about the players, and it'll always be about the players. The sniffs were covering up the other players that he didn't answer. So, I mean, I, I, I think uh, saying Gardner Minshew is the reason why he's there is not true. So I think that this man is a liar. Oh. There you go. Now, I think he was leave- emotional, Dan. <laughs> leave him alone. I think leaving Quez out would, have been, would have been fine. <laughs> you guys are brutal. <laughs> I would have just named. I'm, I'm my, angry. They had what, like 11 Pro Bowlers? Like, just name the Pro Bowlers. Oh, well, he was naming the offensive guys. Uh, yeah, you saw a lot. It, you know who it reminded me of a little bit was Jamal Williams in the sense that, like, he was oh, incredibly buddy. emotional. And I like that. And it, if. You watch if you continue to watch the press conference, he sort of pivoted to like a a really hard driving, smoldering, Cesslerian intensity, mm-hmm. like behind the eyes, just Hell like yeah. a lot of intensity. So it went from like love, which I I like that is he's, he's in touch with the, the emotions, sure, but also the intensity of a football. Coach. So did he win the press conference? I mean, I liked it. He I kind of I like. There's so many parallels to Frank Reich with this hiring, too. I mean, the Colts hire another Eagles offensive coordinator coming off a Super Bowl appearance, someone who has a rep for developing quarterbacks. Um, And it's sort of funny that Steichen comes from working under Nick Sirianni, who came originally from the Colts. So Uh it's all so very kind of incestuous, but... He'll be pl- calling the plays for what quarterback? Who knows yet? That's obviously a Maybe big Phillip question Rivers. that needs to be answered. <laughs> it's funny. He brought up Phil Rivers, and I was like, oh, we got to get Phil back in the mix. I don't Maybe not Ursa, a player yeah. at this point. but Ursa uh, said Phil had a lot of input. He used the word a lot of really? input into the hiring just because he was like, this guy, as much as any coach I've ever been with, is – a genius in terms of he doesn't need the play sheet in front of him. He can look at what's happening on the field and then call like for Phil Rivers to say that Jim Irsay said held a lot of weight. Just like that. This guy really understands the quarterback position as much as anyone I've ever He's just got to get like those 16 kids out of elementary school. That's and it. Then maybe he'll come back. Easy. We'll see him on the sideline in a bolo tie. Um, all right. We're talking about uh, the Super Bowl this year. Last year's Super Bowl, of course, the Rams were the champions, and a lot of bad things have happened since then. Jalen Ramsey is one of their many uh, high-priced uh, superstar players. Uh, in On Twitter, um, he floated the idea and quickly deleted it that he could be traded. Like, I won't be cut. Now, traded, I can't say, and then mm-hmm. immediately deleted, but the Internet remembers. Um, and then <laughs> Kevin does. Demoff, our buddy, uh, the COO of the Rams uh, spoke on Ramsey and his future with Los Angeles. Jalen's been a huge piece of what we've done. And I think for all of our players, it's going to be about figuring out what's best moving forward. But when you are a team like the Rams who's had success, we have a lot of great players. People are always inquiring about our talent. And it's not just Jalen. We get calls on all of our good players. Hmm. hmm. The, brings to mind the famous Jamal Adams wanted out of New York because the phone was picked up when someone called. Um, the the high-ranking front office official saying, hey, people are calling and we're answering the phone. Maybe it does happen. He didn't have a very good year this year, Greggy. I think he played a lot better down the stretch. I mean, PFF would tell you that he was the second-best uh, 
cornerback in the league okay. to uh, Sauce. I, I think the last mm-hmm. five or six games, he he was pretty dominant. Not people weren't too locked into the. They were like the eight Rams. games under by then, but he right. but he's the first year didn't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, uh, and he gave up a lot yeah. of big plays. They gave asked him plays. to do a lot. I think he'd have extremely high trade value, and he just feels like. They don't have a lot of moves. They're almost like an NBA team that it's like you only have so many assets at a certain point with the cap and this and that. And like they need to do a lot. And they feel like maybe Ramsey, based on that answer, could be someone that gets them back into the draft mix that they can get a couple firsts back for him. What a plot twist that would be. Les Snead acquiring draft picks this time of year. It's time, right? You don't answer that question if you're Demoff that way unless you're – very comfortable with other teams. You know, you want to hear what other teams yes. will offer. I like the Twitter recruitment, too. Like, it's it's kind of spicy. I'm on Ross St. Brown is trying to get him to come to Detroit. And then Micah Parsons just, like, shot out. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, no one's going from L.A. to Detroit. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Um, by the way, that was uh, Bridget Condon, the interview with uh, ah. a friend uh, and a uh, friend of the show. She's the only Bridget I like. At a Rams event. Yes. The the human Bridgets are the ones we prefer. <laughs> and uh, we were at a Super Bowl event, Greggy, where Demoff was nearby uh, around. We were belly up at, at a bar and tried to get his attention. Couldn't get his attention. And I think. What were you doing to try to get I his mean, attention? I mean, is that even I was like true? Now you're making this <laughs> up. And I was like. <laughs> you're making this up. I was like, is it because I had the Rams too low in the power rankings during the playoffs last year? Mm. Is, is Kevin, is he still upset about Probably. it? Probably. He's I like, wakes up just, in the middle a, of the night. It was a very, it was a very crowded party. Yes. And we were going to go over and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then, then then we went and looked and he was gone. But I don't I don't remember any waving no. that. You year. don't remember because it didn't happen. But I looked over <laughs> at him and I was hoping we would make okay. eye contact. Yeah. Didn't happen. Took it Sorry personal. to hear that. Yeah. And I took that personally, little Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, in other news, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, how about that? He's living the life right now because, uh, yes, the Raiders didn't want him, but a lot of other teams do. And the nature of how this played out, um, uh, he I liked how he played it at the end. He met with the Saints, and there was a framework of a trade, and then he went to the Raiders. I don't know if this was done for revenge or just part of the game or whatever, but he's like, actually, no, I'm not going to accept a trade to New Orleans or anywhere else. So you have to release me Raiders and which they did because there was going to be a major uh, bonus coming a couple weeks back. Uh, So now he's a free agent and it's an incredibly uh, nice setup for him, Connie, because uh, all the other guys that are set to become free agents, they have to wait for the new league year. So he has Mm -hmm. this long runway where he is the bell of the ball. Uh, He has talked with the saints. Uh, He met with the jets this weekend. There's another team in the mix. Panthers maybe, but like Frank Reich wasn't really he like, met at an Italian restaurant. My buddy Mike, uh, back in Jersey, lives in Summit, so it's a very nice restaurant. And it was, uh, it was Sala, it was uh, Joe Douglas, it was Derek Carr, and then David Carr's brother, who once, for he was the the axis of a truce uh, between around the NFL and uh, Derek Carr, who had once blocked us and no more. <laughs> um, David Carr, who works for this network, talked about the process. For Derek. And we knew he would love Robert Sala. I've known yeah. Robert for a while. MJ knows Robert. He's fantastic. And they hit it off. And they they would love to work together. But there's a lot of questions that have to be asked. I think the most important thing for him as a veteran quarterback, what is it going to be like as an offensive play caller and a quarterback in that relationship? Todd Downing is there. He has a relationship with Todd. Nathaniel Hackett is also there. So how does all that work? And yeah. and they had a good, a, a good chat. They, they talked about a lot of different things. And obviously the team is, is just in need of a quarterback and some stability there. 
they have a lot of good components. There's a lot of things that are very positive about the Jets. He had a great trip, so. That was on total access. Mm. Connie, like David Carr, kind of an interesting, interesting thing. Obviously, his brother, um, former player himself, but now he's his like brother's spokesperson I in know. the media for this, which is kind of a funny, somewhat tricky thing to navigate because he's an analyst. And I find myself hanging on every single word that he says. Parsing trying, it, yeah. Trying to analyze any little pause or inflection that he might have when he's talking about his brother's decision. And it, it sounds like he's saying that he wants to take some time to make sure it's right. Obviously, it sounds like he wants to maybe go to the Jets because that would be a good fit for him. But the Jets are maybe waiting for Aaron Rodgers' decision. That seems like the first domino that needs to fall before any of this can be decided. But it's nice that Derek Carr has this time right now before any of the other free agents that he could sign with a team, in theory, and then take advantage of that time to recruit other free agents to Mm. come and then help him out as well. So he does have that luxury, but I, I, I guess everything kind of is just hinging on what Aaron Rodgers feels like. It feels like the the Jets want to see if they get Rodgers, and if they can't, then maybe they'll go get Derek Carr. And I think that would probably be the best outcome for Derek Carr. Would be the Jets. I'm an, I'm a little annoyed by what the Saints did bringing him in, and then they asked him to take a pay cut. It's mm. like it's like definitely getting smarter Allen. than that. It's like. It's a broke boy behavior right there. Broke franchise behavior. You got this salary cap issue that they always manage to finagle. And that they bring him in, they wind him and dine him. They're like, if you were going to just ask him to take a pay cut to make the trade happen the whole time, just wait until he gets cut because you were mis- totally misreading the market. Yeah. I think they thought that he would be happy to like, okay, you can come here and like get $20 million or whatever. It's going to be somewhere in between like a backup and like a real starter starter. And to me, that's totally misreading the market. Derek Carr is going to get paid. Mm. Derek Carr's maybe not going to take any pay cut at all. He might end up doing quite well in this scenario because yeah. there's only so many quarterbacks that are available. I don't think Geno's going to be one of them. There's way more teams uh, than there are quarterbacks right now. And I think Derek Carr is going to be the number two guy behind uh, Aaron Rodgers because I think Daniel Jones get, gets franchise tagged. Like, and People are waiting to see how all of these things shake out. But if it's just Derek Carr and Jimmy G that are completely free yeah. mm-hmm. and like Teddy and Dalton and all these other guys, like Derek Carr's at the top of the list. He's going to do fine. He's going to make a lot of money. If you're deciding between Rodgers and Carr, I get it with the ceiling. But I think Carr is also younger he's cheaper you wouldn't lose any draft picks at all and who knows how much longer aaron Rodgers is even going to play for right. life is short though i just feel like the, it's true the too jets are, kind of in a, jets, jets are in kind of like a let's live and let live right <laughs> what could go wrong um he's not as good as rogers he's struggles in cold weather sure. he's a little bit sensitive as we know uh there are reasons you don't I think put, aaron Rodgers is sensitive though uh they're different types <laughs> i think rogers is just like in his own planet at this point um yeah. but i i hope a little like um, emoji, um, a bronze medal emoji over the Derek Carr story this weekend on Twitter because I do want Rodgers first and then I'm not I'm kicking the tires on Lamar if that's a possibility. Oh. Uh, he would be my number two choice. Okay. And then Carr. And I think this actually works out well for the Jets with a Derek Carr taking his time. It, so it's, give, it's giving opportunity for the Rodgers thing to play out, which is probably connected. So they don't I get put think, in a situation. I, yeah, forget Lamar. Put Lamar, by the way, number one with a bullet on I your get Jets that. wish list. Mm. I get that. I mean, what would? Seems are you saying un- what you think it should be or what do you think the Jets would choose? Because I think I kind of feeling that they would be like, 
fall in love with the idea of Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. I'm not saying it's the right move, but I think yeah, I think if Lamar was available, I think that the compensation involved with all this stuff matters too. Like if, yeah, if Rodgers is like a first. And the Jets get a, a fourth back or something, and and Lamar is like three firsts or two firsts and a second. Uh, that matters too to me a little bit. It's interesting. Yeah. Let's move on. It's all gonna play out one way or Soon-ish another. Maybe right. Pretty soon. Yeah. It's February twenty first. By March twenty first, all these quarterbacks will have new homes. All the major free agents will be done with. Uh, it's all going to happen pretty quick. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Bob McGinn. Now, my, Bob McGinn, uh, for years, uh, covered the Packers for the Sentinel over mm-hmm. there. And uh, he's also known um, widely for his draft coverage. And he um, spoke about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and their relationship. And McGinn, who is plugged in, Greggy, uh, says he believes that Green Bay is, quote, done with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love will be the team starter in 2023. He added that the team is, quote, disgusted with Rodgers. <laughs> wow. And they feel that he didn't put enough effort leading into the 2022 season. Maybe a Another little bit of Another reason why, shape. like, Lamar. Like, at this point, <laughs> Lamar's in his prime. I would Fair. really, yeah. Well, Lamar, well, he's got injuries, though. He can't stay sure, on the field. I, sure, Last but couple of years, I don't care. It's, it's a, kind of a tricky decision. There's layers to it. Anyway, um, I know we trust McGinn, uh, Greg. This kind of is in uh, conflict with a prediction you had a couple of weeks ago, I think. I think you were saying Rodgers will ultimately go back in your mind. Do you, do you still feel that way, or do you think this is heading towards Divorceville? Now I feel that a divorce is happening. I mean, McGinn knows certainly a lot better than I do, and I think Jordan Love is a quarterback they actually want to see play, that they're excited about him, that they think he got better. McGinn even threw it out there that if Rodgers insisted on returning, they'd make him the backup to love. That was the wildest part <laughs> of the whole story. That's, that's like what? almost as a punishment. Of course, Rodgers would take happen. that beautifully. Yeah. Uh, he would go into a seven-year <laughs> darkness retreat and say, you will pay me anyway. I think they, but if, if they were ready to move on with him, they would act like how they've acted. They're not going to say they're disgusted with him. They're just going to stay quiet about it and see what the best offer is. Unless they're telling McGinn this to put it out there, and then I don't. I don't think so in this case. I, I can't. I can't see that they would want this out there. He just says he's not coming back. He said based on everything he knows about the team, his experience, and then people who would be in a position to know that they're just like they're ready. They're mm-hmm. ready for a new start, just like they were. All those years ago when the same exact thing happened with with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. It's really crazy. Wild. And it would make sense with all the flowery pieces that are coming out about Jordan Love and how impressed they are with him and everything else. I think this is happening. I think he's going to be on the Jets now. I'm kind of – didn't you put a sandwich on it? I did, I believe. Because I don't know – I don't see another team that's, like, just going to jump up and make this all happen as quickly and easily as the Jets. I just think the Jets are going to be that team. Like the Panthers. But he's going to want to go somewhere. Washington. Like, I – He wants to go somewhere with, like, some juice. um, Daniel Jones had a nice – Transition. Daniel Jones had a nice (laughs) ending to the 2022 season. Um, I don't know. My radar is just up on this one a little bit. But – uh, really cutting down on his mistakes and was a better player and, and better coaching with Brian Dable made him a, a a pretty solid starter for the Giants. And they had a surprisingly uh, effective season, made it to the second round of playoffs and all that. Now he's a free agent because they declined the option, the fifth-year option before last season, uh, the new leadership. 
Uh, he is changing agencies. Uh, he's switching agents. Um, he wants up to $45 million a year. Daniel Jones wants Repor- up to reportedly, $45 million, reportedly. I question why this would get out there. It would probably come from the agent that he fired is from my CIA. guess. Yes, that, like, this is how unreasonable uh, Listen, I would. you don't have to put in a report. I'll say it. I would like $45 million a year. Yeah. Um, reportedly like it's i'm sure that's what he wants um whether he gets it I'll or not take one let's go let's just put it out there, there into the universe yes the franchise tag would uh <laughs> cost it uh the non-exclusive <laughs> tag would cost the giants just over 32 million um so that's where things are and it, it, is it heading that way greg is that what was this heading towards franchise tag and is that what does that mean for saquon barkley who's also a free agent with the giants yeah there's like a lot of like new york post articles it's like oh this daniel jones is getting too big for his britches you know it's like <laughs> he's just trying to get money that's the lead of every story yeah he's just trying to get money and uh it is interesting that he would fire his agents but i just think he was always going to be headed to the franchise tag in my mind that the giants were going to see if he would sign sort of an in-between like Ryan Tannehill, Derek mm-hmm. Carr type of deal, because if he was with like maybe two to three years of guarantees, they would sign him if he wanted that. And that is a risk that he's passing on, let's say, 70, 80 million dollars guaranteed. But they aren't going to give him the big one. And otherwise, they're happy to give him the tag. And I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, clearly to me, he wanted more money than CAA was able to get for him. And so that's why he's going to athletes first. And that's why CAA probably leaked this. But I mean, it's it's interesting that he's switching agents at this point. I don't know where they're going to go with this, if they're going to end up tagging him or not. But it, it feels like to me, he's not going to get the money that he wants. They're probably going to tag him and then Saquon's going to walk kind of lets them not give Saquon the contract that I don't think they want to give him anyways. Right. You know, if I was starting my own agency, mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, do I like the name Athletes First? It's fine. Mm-hmm. But I would call it People First because they're more than just athletes. That, and that, and then And then you kind of just elbow drop off the top turnbuckle your rival – Oh, athletes first is taking a big dirt yeah, nap. Yeah, they take now. a dirt nap. And then, you know, if you're looking to choose like, you know, oh, am I just a player? Like, uh, no, I'm a person. I go to people first. I think it's a beautiful thought. It's human good branding. First? Would human first be better? Well, then you get a little, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Humans first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Would you rather have uh, Daniel Jones humans. or Derek Carr if you were ranking a top 101 free agents? This the player or the human? The player. Who would you rather sign? Who would you rather have first. in a vacuum on a list that I'm writing? Uh, I'm sorry, Daniel Jones or Derek Carr, you said? Oh, I love this exercise. Yeah, I thought a lot about it yesterday. I guess I'm going to say Derek Carr because, uh, again, watching all the Giants games, there was that was kind of a nice ending to the season for Daniel Jones, but he was kind of just Daniel Jones to me for most of the year before that. He also didn't have any receivers. Uh, That's the thing. Okay. But he had a better – And Derek Carr has never had a defense, so I feel like these the two quarterbacks have dealt with I would take – I know Carr is older, but Carr is still pretty young. He's still 31. He turns 32 soon. Uh, but it's a good one. Where, where are you leaning? Right now I'm back to Jones, but I've gone back and forth just because I feel like there might be another level he can get to. Um, and I think they're both mm-hmm. at a very similar, re- not replacement level starting quarterback, but that that kind of like Dalton scale right around the line, 
right a, maybe like right a little like bit middle of the pack middle middle l- lower of the pack and that's why you want to be an NFL starting quarterback because just being a little bit better than average gets you 35 to 45 right. million dollars right a year. that's why he's not getting the 45 <gasps> though like right. in, I don't I don't think he would have that sort of market from other teams either all right let's uh, take a break and then wrap things up I would put up. humans last oh my god the revolution no. begins no 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 no, no. pull get the plug get her out of here pull the plug this is not good this is not good. Uh-uh. Eventually, that plug is this not going to help This is us. what Bridget did. <laughs> there's the, there's the, the, the tank, the tank wound off. in your yeah. right forearm. It's healing up nicely. You know it is. I have a, uh, like a, what's it called? The, the fang tooth. Yeah. I have the fang tooth mark there. Yeah. So that's cool. That's the saddest part about this whole thing, though, is because, you know, Connie's a dog lover. Right. And we were out celebrating Wes a couple weeks ago, remember? Right. In Culver City, and you know, there's a lot of dogs around. And then seeing you now, oh man, I know. Once a great lover of dogs, and you still are, but now afraid of the dogs, <laughs> understandably, <laughs> is sad. <laughs> I've taken it so really many L's. <laughs> Craig, do you have to bring my, up everything? My love for that dogs. Pops in your head? It's she doesn't still, need this. Still there, but I am quite terrified. I went to um, a party, a house party, um, on on. Saturday night and they had a, a quite big dog there and the dog came up to me and, and, and it was just like what happened at Christmas. There was a lot of people there and the dog came up and started sniffing me and I my the hair on the back of my neck was just standing on end like and I had chills and I wanted to like run the other way. You hear way. that Bridget? But we're good. We're good. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Maybe this Sometimes. is like the most Jewish thing about me. I'm airing just, it out. You talk it out. Break you bread. talk. You talk. Breaking bread this over is good. Here. Yeah, I've been sh- uh, sitting Shiva the past week, so. <laughs> Is there anything else about Colleen's life that you want to get into? Well, it Greg, also introduces, well? you know, the the personal to the listener. They really appreciate yes, that. Let me share everything. Um, my Can you dog, imagine living with me? <laughs> my, my, my dog, uh, my puppy, the captain. Yeah. Um, like it's not it's not Edge. It's the Edge. It's the captain. Okay. Uh, he's a little nippy. He's got oh. the puppy nips. Yeah, they're different. So I'm gonna keep you clear of him and I'm going to train him um, with very, uh, like, Ganon-like ferocity. Okay. okay. That's good. Puppy puppy nips are different, though, because they have, like, the teeny tiny little sharp teeth. And, yeah. like, they hurt, but they're not scary. They're not okay. going to, like, maul your arm. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I get a little puppy nip, like I'll be on a run, and these little... You get a nip. I've had two different puppy nips what? in the last, like, two years, and I'm just like, get control of your little... I mean, they're on a leash, but they're just... They're just... It's so like, you you are you coming in maybe a little too tight? There's traffic and stuff, but no. I mean, I'm trying to go onto the grass, and they're on the sidewalk. There's I did only used so to hate room. when we would walk our dogs in in Santa Monica, and someone would come up running behind them because Dasher is a little bit yeah. of a head case, and it was always like a little like, oh my god. I don't do anything either. I don't Greg say gets anything. Very close to the dog, and I just, just like gives it a little nudge as he runs by. I just I give the owner a little look afterwards, just like come on. Greg's barking. A at the WTF. Dogs. So you're running, you turn around and like give like a WTF oh. look and then keep going? Yeah. Nice. It's just kind of like Are a, you uh, on the left like guy? A, on your left? Uh, yeah. No. Is that How about you? that? No. How about you, you become <laughs> that guy? Is this a kitchen? Like this is <laughs> this is ridiculous. Hands. <laughs> I try to stay away, but sometimes you can't. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Let's uh, wrap this up. Um, a little OCDC uh, section of the news. Eric Bieniemy does the thing that uh, I think he had to do, obviously, uh, where he is in his coaching career. He wants to be a head coach, and, uh, you know, they're – different factors uh, involved in this, uh, some more uh, upsetting to discuss than others. But one of the uh, factors here is Eric Bieniemy being the OC in Kansas City when Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and Andy Reid is the primary play caller. Um, it, he just wasn't going to get a, a big chair out of this. He wasn't going to get the promotion so many other OCs get when they're connected to a big-time team. So he leaves that setting and goes and takes a job with the commanders as their new offensive coordinator, um, your thoughts on that, Connie? I hate that he had to move to hopefully one day get the elevated job that he deserves, but I'm happy that he did it and he's taking that chance. I think it it's a bummer that he had to leave a successful organization. Though, Is it unprecedented that this happened promoted like in recent this. memory? Uh, I don't know. Leaving a spot like that. And making a lateral move. And, the, and obviously the other side of this is the NFL has a, a very bad history, recent history as well not just extended history of black head coaches getting opportunities uh, as head coaches. And that's been part of the conversation around the for, I feel like years now, years, Greg. not right. just and you in like the thing of being under Andy Reid is like, that is what usually guarantees you a job. Right. Like Brad Childress gets a job. Matt Nagy gets a job. Look at all the years from Sean McVay and all of his assistants that got jobs. Right. But in Reid, even specifically just has Reed had, specifically, had yeah. so many now, you know, it's, upsetting it's tricky like Bomani Jones I've heard him talk about it that sometimes focusing on the enemy specifically is is almost a fool's errand because like maybe there is something specific to Eric Bieniemy. He's had all these opportunities for whatever reason and that focusing on that it's a a, a a league which 
hires white guys on mm-hmm. offense in general and nepotism and what can you can do structurally like that that's a better thing to focus on than just specifically be enemy but it is crazy because i just feel like if he goes to washington and their offense is awesome he's gonna get a job so it's like yeah <laughs> i guess we'll see right i, like, I hope that happens i yeah. guess i would love for that to but happen. even that is like is weirdly embarrassing it is it's weird it's unusual the way it all played out um and and speaking of the commanders ron rivera said that sam howell their second year quarterback will quote start out as qb1 heading to the offseason greg that strikes me as classic offseason pre-free agency (laughs) draft hokum uh the the incumbent guy that's still on the depth chart he's our guy I feel very strongly they will come out of this with a veteran starter or or I guess a high draft pick. Uh, that's where I stand. I don't think Hal sniffs uh, the week one job personally. Personally. They've come see. out so hard with this that I think there's a chance. Really? Right. Yeah. I'll Save put sandwiches this clip. on that. Save it. So I think they are really saying we are not going to be in the big kids pool for these quarterbacks. We're not in the Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers pool or else he they've come out strong like multiple times saying this Howell did look very intriguing in that week 18 game and they did see him for the whole season in practice now he's like a later round pick so that's surprising but he also is a guy that at one point people thought would be a top 10 pick and he does have incredible skills as a runner and like as a big arm so it's like it's not that crazy I could see them signing like a Teddy type and making Howell the likely the one. Just because they've come out. Why has he come out so hard saying this over and over? He said it like in multiple different interviews in different ways. That's I, I feel like any time a Everyone team has lies? done that, it, it's this time of year. And the harder they go in on a yeah, player, they, they, the you, more unlikely it is yeah. that that player is going to be in the spot that they're you, saying. I'm usually with you, but it's usually with someone they feel like they owe something to or that was a high pick. And so they're just saying it to like placate this guy's ego mm-hmm. or just to like throw people off the scent. But why would they be doing that with Sam Howell? I don't know. I, I want to go back through know. like old shows and see this time of year and see from like the news and stuff. Cause I have a bunch of stuff saved and just see all of the different examples of yeah. when this has happened. Yeah. This is a good example. This one we Josh shall Rosen. see. I, yeah. I think about, um, what was it? I <laughs> talked about it with Mark a bunch of time in our early around the league blog days, uh, before the, then uh, Redskins drafted uh, Robert Griffin III. Uh, Mike Shanahan finally, famously came out and said that he was completely comfortable with Rex Grossman and John Beck. And John Beck <laughs> as our, he'll stake his career, he said, oh on these God. two men uh, going forward. And then they go and trade their entire draft basically to get a rookie quarterback. Right. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it like a lie if they end up going in a different direction. It just feels like this is how. Well, when it, when he was just very specific about the veteran part of it. And so that just told me that I don't think they're going to get into the Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Geno, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr area of the pool. Yeah, that, that it, it's going to be like a Jake Brisket or it's going to be a rookie. May, maybe they're throwing people off the scent. And, and it Which is, is kind of their brand. They, they like to get like the mid-tier starter on somewhat of a discount and hope they catch lightning in the bottle. Perhaps they'll do it again. Perhaps Sam they're Al sick could, of doing that. Here's the thing, though. Sam Al could be a real thing. I know not many people watched that game, right. but he was very intriguing in that game, and he has an intriguing skill set that uh, n- no one less than uh, Spice Rack, our friend, Brad Spicer, believes Spicy. in. Peppermill, as I like to call him. He believes in the fifth rounder. Be- 
He I was like it. Here's the thing, though. He was kind of supposed to be like a lot of people had him as a lot of people had him as a better prospect than almost anyone in that class. Why'd he fall? Is this gonna it be was like a, a bad QB class on top of it. Is this going to be like a Brock Purdy situation where he just surprises everyone? That's would be great news for Washington. It would be. Uh, speaking, you mentioned Matt Nagy, the former Bears coach. He is expected to replace Eric Bieniemy as the OC in Kansas City. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. The Ravens hire Todd Monken as their OC, uh, formerly of the Bucks. The Bucks hire Geno Whisperer Dave Canales as their OC. Frank Reich hires Thomas Brown as OC. Um, and Jim Caldwell, Josh McCown, Deuce Staley. And Connie, your good friend, D. Hall, also on that staff. Quite a staff there. Caldwell, <laughs> Josh McCown, that? Deuce Staley, D. Hall. Thomas Brown was the Rams assistant head coach who a lot of people thought very highly of. I want them to be on Hard Knocks. Yeah, that could be a fun one. Deuce Staley? I know. I'm surprised. Deuce? Why did he leave Detroit? I don't know. Wait a second. I'm just realizing that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, a, so, he was so great on Hard Knocks, and he was a, a very – you know, hmm. Well, let's see. He was the he was an off assistant coach and the running back coach. Uh-huh. And maybe with uh Ben Johnson having that big year and Dan Campbell being established there, maybe he wants to find a, his own niche. I don't know. Campbell Campbell had made some changes on that staff. I don't think he was gonna fire Deuce Staley, but usually when there's like a lateral move, it's something where Staley's got a relationship with Reich oh, and yeah, would rather true. be with him, but also that the other staff maybe like he's not he's not feeling himself. Right. Like for instance, this isn't in this news and, and we can circle back if you wanted to any of those, but like the Chargers defensive coordinator, Ronaldo Hill, left to go work under Vic Fangio in Miami, even though that's not even a lateral move. No. It actually seems like going Speaking down. Very move. unusual. I was but, gonna mention that. Wow. Right, but I think it's just like he likes Working for Vic, he probably did not like working for Brandon Staley, and it just wasn't a, a match. Uh, that was my first instinct was like, man, that's not the greatest look for, for Brandon for Staley that your D.C. takes a demotion to leave the team. I mean, the most direct path to become a head coach, and that's the dream of so many of these guys, is to be a coordinator, mm -hmm. and then you jump up. It doesn't have to be that way. Guys get head coach jobs all the time, not in the D.C. O.C. chair, but it's the most traditional next step to leave that position and go down a notch, that's interesting to me. It, it tells me a little bit, Greggy, about what internally some of the coaching staff feels about where Staley is as a coach, where that organization could be in the near future. And the culture. I mean, think about anywhere that you've worked before that has, like, a toxic environment. You, it, It's just – it's not helpful at all. It's not fun to be around. It's not no one. No one likes to be in that. So right. if and that is a component, then it makes complete sense. And it, yeah, it might be taking it too far to believe that it was toxic or anything like that. He he might have been losing his job. Deuce Staley mm -hmm. might have been losing his job. And it's a, a close knit coaching community. And they try to avoid firing if at all possible. So if you can sure. like get another job elsewhere then it's like you never yeah. have to announce the firing. They're all from the same staff. Staley, or from the same tree. Staley used to work for Fangio, too. So, But he also, but I, might, he also is like, it, it is, you're absolutely I think everything right. you're saying is also worth considering. You're absolutely <laughs> right, but it is interesting when that the jump without there being a firing involved or mm -hmm. a contract lapsing involved goes, you know, you go down the ladder a notch. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. And you mentioned Fangio. He is hired by the Dolphins as their DC. He's 64 years old. He's very Fangio. good at that job. And uh, 
Miami's defense took a step back once Flores exited last year. So that's a good hire for the Dolphins. I don't want the Dolphins to take the next step as a Jets fan, but I feel like their defense will be better with Vic there. That yeah. was a great hire. He was spitting fire, too, on his opening press conference. He's like, yeah, like Bradley Chubb, like, like Jalen Phillips. We'll see. Like, they have potential, but they got to show what they're doing. It's like, oh. you just gave Bradley Chubb a $100 million contract, and he used to be your player. Didn't play that well for <laughs> Fangio. It's like he's already getting into – uh, fights. The one thing, the most interesting one of it, Canales will be interesting mm-hmm. for the Bucks. He was the quarterback coach with Seattle. We don't really know, but Monken's been around. Big play guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was was in college. Was the Georgia offensive coordinator. Big vertical throw offense. How mm-hmm. that mixes with Lamar. It's certainly a different type of offense if Lamar is there than than the one they've had. Uh, let's let's wrap things up with Connie. A little <laughs> odds and ends. Hit it. Oh. <laughs> Odds and ends, odds and ends. Hey, everybody, tell your friends. Odds and ends. Oh! It took four years, but we did it. Did you even know that that was coming? No, and I'm having like a did it. it. My allergies are bothering me, so my singing voice is just not here today. (laughs) Or is it? Maybe it just started. That was like Jordan, like that one game, right when he came back for the Wizards, he put up like 40, and then it was never good again. But let's cut that for the Connie bot because she's never going to do better than that one. I wasn't sure what key to really start in, but we got there, guys. Nailed it. All right, our buddy Aaron Jones, who was on the. um, around the NFL Super Bowl shows from Media Row. He will be back in Green Bay. He will attempt to set the all-time rushing record for the Packers, which I told him is about two and a half seasons away if he stays healthy. Uh, he takes a haircut, uh, Connie. Oh. But he's back in Green Bay. Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. He's, What's he doing uh, these He's days? been at ESPN the last few years doing the Sunday morning show. But yeah. it's like, you know, Rex should be on the sideline. Guess what? He's interviewing with the Denver Broncos about their vacant D.C. job. Uh, we'll see if that turns into something. Oh, and by the way, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, the connection, you know, he did. He did the TV. <laughs> They're the veterans. Uh, you know, Fox sent out an awkward tweet. Congratulating. I feel naked right now without the afternoon delight. Sure. I feel like we need afternoon delight. To oh, all right. Hit okay, it. OK, OK, OK. There we go. Sorry. Uh, and uh, Mike Westoff, our Ooh. buddy. Our friend. How about it? The uh, just put out a book talking about I had a legendary career as a special teams. I'm the goat. Um, he was on our show last summer. Here's a little excerpt. For him to write a letter like that was totally inappropriate. <laughs> and so I blew up. <laughs> That's why I stopped burying Bill Parcells on our podcast. Oh, in a big fun. spot. That was such a good uh, He's the special teams coach over there now. That's awesome. Westoff is back. Uh, and Matt Ryan, Greggy. Uh, this makes so much sense to me. I could picture Matt Ryan in a suit, a little bit stiff, uh, delivering very, you know, solid, if not spectacular, analysis in a booth somewhere. People said he was good. I, I, he was on a pregame show. I don't even remember which one it was. I didn't see it. A rich man's Trent Green, perhaps. Right. I think maybe like uh, the new Rich Gannon, who I always thought was good, who had good, solid quarterback takes Matt Ryan every time I've interviewed him he's been fantastic okay he might might be better than we're giving him credit for maybe yeah. maybe I just I'm picturing it and it makes sense that he's in a booth and it kind of and quietly that oh that means he's retiring by the way oh please they have to retire <laughs> they have to release him by <laughs> the way um, buddy will he join the, the Hall of Fame with Tom Brady the man uh, 
Oh, Dolan's broke his heart. Probably not. Oh, Definitely not. Wow. Let's not do that. Not a first-year guy. I think Matt Ryan. Ooh, is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? We'll get to it. He's going to retire soon. Um, and finally, um, and that's odds and ends. Usually, Connie, and that's you know, and that's odds and ends. Usually, Connie, we end with the song as well. But uh-huh. you just nailed it. Exactly. Why? Imagine not hitting it. The on that I, outro. I can't imagine it. I've done it many times. So we don't need more disappointment. Let's just let's like, just, let it let it be. Yeah, you did it. Um, and and finally, before we say goodbye, um, we talked about a few weeks back, Grave Digger, the um, <laughs> the idea, uh, you know, because Jim Gray has a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and you know, Gray has had a, a tremendous career in broadcasting, but like, you know, okay, Jim Gray has got a star. So uh-huh. what about us? Can we get a star? around the NFL on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And uh, and you did some digging on this one. And where are we at on the uh, ATN Star uh, update, Justin? Uh, they are eagerly awaiting a $40,000 check. So <laughs> if great. anyone wants to make forty, well, Don't you, don't you have to be approved oh, first, though? Yes. Isn't the approval before the money? Uh, are we approved, I guess is the question. Not, has well, anyone applied? Yeah, has an application mm, been submitted? It's... We'll call it in process, I think, is probably the best way to describe that part of it. But, yes. Yeah, that sounds like a term Are you paper. a manager right now? What's <laughs> happening? It's in process. Let's get on this, Grave Processing. Digger. Sort of like the whole guy thing is a lot right. of approval process it has to be. Oh, yeah, right. It takes six to eight weeks to process it. Yeah. Um, so we're on and it. just to make it clear to our audience, not that I feel like there's been any rush to do so, this is not a GoFundMe situation or anything like that. We do not want any fundraiser <laughs> no. from the audience on this one. We want it to get to a point where the Hollywood Walk of Fame comes to us and says, mm-hmm. hey, this one's on us. That, that <laughs> join, happens. Join Hollywood Boulevard. Sure. Join Never. Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good update. Good update. Oh, congratulations, by the way, show. to our buddy uh, Matt Schneider, shadowy league figure himself. Extraordinaire. A good man, a uh, father once again. A boss. Uh, to a beautiful, healthy baby girl. That's great. Uh, so congrats I didn't know that. to Matt Schneider and, uh, well, especially his wife. Yeah. Uh, the mom does deserve really the congratulations. <laughs> you keep going. Keep no, going. I'm just saying. I, I've been through this <laughs> twice myself, and it's like, Congratulations, Dan. It's like, well, I didn't do anything. I mean, really? I mean, you know, months earlier, yes, I had played a role, but uh, the mother deserved. Why, why am I talking? This I love this. Congratulations, to Snyder. <laughs> Just digging a grave. Yes, uh, congrats to uh, his wife Nicole for doing the hard work, and congrats to Sky Avery Schneider. I like oh, that. Oh, great name! I like that name. Good awesome one. job. Sky Schneider. Two kids under two. That's uh, yeah, that's, it. that's a lot of work. I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> you do know what that's like, don't you? What? Don't you? Oh, you have a sibling that's close in age, right? No. Oh. No. All right, where are we? Let's, let's end this thing. <laughs> We're not getting sharper in the episode. I've never changed a diaper in my life. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about kids. Thank you. Thank, well, go over and visit Sky. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back Thursday. Until then, heed the call.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.